Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. A listener stated recently that they thought that it was about time that we had a podcast about time. If you think about it for just a second, time is one of the few things in life that is truly non-discriminatory. No one can buy more time. Even the richest person is not able to purchase extra time at the end of their life. This brings to mind a poem called The Clock of Life, which was written by Robert H. Smith. I first read this poem many years ago, and I've always been touched by it. The first verse states, The clock of life is wound but once, and no one has the power to tell where the hands will stop at late or early hour. Those of you who've been following the podcast for a while are aware that I'm a practicing dentist and have been practicing for over 45 years. One of the really interesting things about practicing dentistry has been my ability to meet individuals and families and to follow their progress through life. It's been my honor to watch many families in my practice grow and mature through the years. Towards the end of my practice career, I treated the children of the children that I treated at the beginning of my practice. Over the years, most of my patients became friends, and I've had to grieve with those friends and family members over the loss of loved ones. Many of my elderly patients died of age-related illnesses. Some patients were lost to automobile accidents, medical conditions, and some to self-inflicted causes such as alcoholism and substance abuse. But I can guarantee that none of them was ever able to tell me on which day they would die. For some, their clock wound down early, and for some, their clock wound down late, because no one ever knows if they'll be blessed with a long life or a short life. Because no one's ever guaranteed a certain lifespan, I've always tried to live my life using the principle of carpe diem. The phrase carpe diem was taken from the Roman poet Horace's Odes, which was written over 2,000 years ago and is loosely translated to mean seize the day or make the most of each day. Because for me, if I have only one life to live and each day that I spend is one day subtracted from my total allotment, then I want to make the most of each day that I'm given. I've stated in previous podcasts that people can make more money, but no one can make more time. Our clock of life is wound but once. No one gets a redo on the length of their lives. So is there a better way to live the one life we're given? Well, I can't tell you how to live your life, but my basic concept of life is that if you're not growing, you're dying. Does that mean that every day of your life should be packed with activities in the search for the true meaning of life? Again, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, the answer would be no. I don't feel that life is about filling every moment with meaningful activities, but I do feel that life is about being present in each moment and experiencing everything in your environment and functioning at the highest level possible. As I stated earlier, I've been actively practicing dentistry for over 45 years, and during those 45 years, there have been days when I felt like I was operating at peak performance and providing the highest quality care possible. But there were also days when I wasn't at 100%. On those days, it could have been related to my own physical or emotional state, 
or it could have been the physical or the emotional condition of the patient that I was treating or some totally unrelated reason. So does that mean that on the days that I functioned less than 100% that I failed as a person or worse, that I failed as a provider because I didn't provide the best treatment possible on that particular day? Life is about gaining wisdom, and wisdom starts with realizing that you have to accept what you're presented with each day. That means that each day I tried to function at the highest level possible wherever that level happened to be. The treatment provided on any given day may not have been my best, but I can guarantee that it was the best that it was possible for me to provide on that particular day. This discussion is not about rationalizing less than perfect treatment, but more about coming to the realization that every day is different and that your goal for that particular day should be to provide the best treatment or the best life possible that you're given that particular day. In researching information for this podcast, I found a chart by Our World in Data. I feel like it's an interesting chart, and if you get a second, it would be worth looking it up on the blog site and just taking a peek at it. The chart is titled, Who Americans Spend Their Time With by Age. No one needs to look at this chart to know that the majority of most Americans' lives are spent working. The chart shows that people begin working approximately age 15, work into their 60s, and then their work career gradually declines. This means that for approximately 45 years, the majority of our time is spent with co-workers and people we associate with on a daily basis in some work-related activity. So what about time in work? Since the majority of people spend such a great portion of their life working, this includes working at a job outside the home, working in the home as a housewife, remote work, or engaging in childcare. For this particular podcast, we'll use the term work to describe any activity that a person is engaged in on a regular basis for a certain period each day. So how can we make the best use of this time spent working since it consumes the majority of our lifetime between the ages 15 and 65? Work's really a tough one because for the majority of people, they don't work because they want to work. They work because they have to work. People work to provide the basic necessities of life, such as food, housing, and clothing. Those things are pretty self-evident. But work is tough because most workers operate within parameters set by owners, managers, or sometimes even self-imposed guidelines. Work can be really delineated or it can be very unstructured with a lot of opportunity to expand creativity and skills. But work doesn't have to be just about work. Over the years, I've developed friendships and relationships that have lasted through my whole lifetime. Over my life, I've always tried to approach my occupation as that, as an occupation, not just a job and not just a way to make money to feed my family. And approaching work and money as the fuel for all the other activities of life. So if you seize the idea of carpe diem, then work doesn't have to be the place you go to every day just to make money to feed your family. Work can be a source of joy and satisfaction when your best skills are applied each day. There were a couple of other reminders on the chart that I was actually a lot less excited about. 
And one of these was time spent with family and friends, and another was the time spent with children. According to the chart, most of our time spent with children rises in the early 20s and then falls again sharply in the early 40s. This window is about 20 years that you get to impart all the knowledge that you feel is important to your children. And I guess if the truth be known, it's probably actually less than 20 years before outside forces such as friendships and media start having a greater influence on your kids than you actually do. So the time period for you to impart all of the things that you feel are vitally important in all your morals and values to your kids is actually pretty short. The part of the chart that brought the most sadness to me was the time spent with family and friends. The chart showed that the time spent with family and friends peaks at actually around age 15, and then it slowly declines through the rest of our lives. It made me sad, but it also speaks to the loneliness and isolation that many people experience through their whole lives. This chart also illustrated the importance of life partners. Time spent with life partners increases over the course of our lives and begins about age 20 and can continue past the 80s. So this chart graphically illustrated that for approximately 60 or more years, you're going to be spending a lot of time with that one other person. A divorced friend of mine who was trying to be funny said he realized that marriage was an institution but that he didn't want to spend his whole life in an institution. But for me, the most telling part of this chart was the amount of time each person spends alone. Even at age 20, we tend to spend almost 300 minutes each day alone. And as time goes on, that amount of time spent alone increases to over 400 minutes each day at age 80. That's almost seven waking hours each day spent alone. Since we're all only given a finite amount of time and none of us are able to buy more time, then it's worth considering ways that we can best use the time that we're given, such as making good choices. Everyone has 24 hours each day and everyone needs to make good choices on how those 24 hours are going to be spent. In many cases, choosing one thing means having to forego or not do something else. In the book, The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien, Gandalf tells Frodo, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Let's consider time and convenience. Some people are willing to pay a premium to save time. They feel their time is worth more than money. Delivery services and premium retail services charge higher prices for the convenience of their service and time savings. Obviously, time has a value. People with less free time place a higher value on that time, while people who have more free time available obviously are unwilling to pay a premium to gain more free time. I said earlier that no one is able to buy more time, but you can spend money to purchase articles and services that save you time. Paying for things such as grass cutting, car washing, and laundry services all have a monetary cost, but also have a time-saving component when you allow other people to do those things for you, and you just pay them to do it. 
Think of time as a commodity. Time can be saved, but you can't store time. Time continues to move forward each and every minute of each and every day. And this makes how we use our time much more important because whether we spend our time poorly or wisely, once that time is spent, we don't get it back. There are different geographic and cultural attitudes towards time because people in some countries move at a much slower pace and spend much more time eating and socializing. People who live in larger metropolitan areas, they tend to move more quickly and spend less time on social interactions than their counterparts who live in smaller communities and rural areas. What about time value and the economy? Personally, I've always found that during slower economic periods, people tended to spend more time on their dental care. I always found it interesting that when the local economy got bad, people were actually willing to spend more money on their dental care. And when I asked a local businessman about it one time, he stated that he felt like this was a good time to have dental work done because it was most efficient of his time, even though it was going to cost him money. As a result of his business slowdown with the economy, he had more free time to spend on improving his dental health, and he thought this was a good move because when the economy picked up, he would then not have to spend time or money on dental care, and he could afford to spend more time on his business. And now here's a couple of final thoughts. Each person's life clock is wound only once, and no one knows exactly when that clock will wind down and stop. No one ever knows if they'll be blessed with a long life or a short life. Each day is different, and we need to strive to do the best that is possible on that given day. Like time alone, time spent with life partners increase over the course of our lives. Time spent with partners begins in the 20s, but can continue past the 80s. Different people in different cultures and different localities place different values on time, but in its final essence, we're all given the same amount of time each day, and each person has a choice in how they will spend that time given to them. Just like Gandalf told Frodo in The Lord of the Rings, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. My next podcast is going to discuss a subject that, believe it or not, has no information available on the World Wide Web. This is a new subject that no one's really spoken about before and hopefully something that you'll enjoy. So stay tuned. And as always, thanks for listening today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with Enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.